Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse Kelly Joe, let's have some fun on a Monday. And, well, it may be a little bit of a different Monday. Yes, we're still going to do Medal of Honor Monday. That's coming up about an hour from now. We're going to talk about Buffalo and hate and mental health. We're going to talk about Psycho Teachers, World Economic Forum. We're going to make fun of Dome. Talk about Joe Biden, Monkey Pox. A Christian university under attack and the U.S. Army going into the toilet. But the reason the reason the night may be a little bit different is I am almost positive I have a concussion. And I should probably, although this is the last thing you should do, I think I'm going to lead with that tonight. Because I think I need to explain why my mind's not going to work that great. And it's not working that great. Now, don't get me wrong. We're, we're going to get to Buffalo and mental health here in a minute and monkeypox and everything else. But here's what happened to me this weekend. 
you know the oldest, my oldest son has been wanting a snake. And he really wants a snake. And he's obsessed with it. And I don't want to be a weird snake owner. Do I, do I look like I want to get a, a, a ring through my nose and dye my hair green and get a tattoo of something on my neck? No, I don't want to be snake guy, but he wants to be snake guy. And lo and behold, there's a huge reptile. There was a huge reptile expo here in Houston. And I take him up to the rect- reptile expo. This is yesterday. And we get in there and it's just the sea of snakes and freaks, spiders and everything else. And so I do exactly what you'd think I would do. And I got hungry and I started checking out the food options. And they had this barbecue stand over there and they had some great looking sausage. (laughs) What, Chris? It's fine. Had great looking sausages in there. And I decided I wanted some of these sausages, but they also had something else. They had this gigantic solid piece of wood as an overhang in front of it. Now, I had a baseball cap on. I'm six foot eight. I order my sausage. They hand me my sausage. I turn, and because my baseball cap didn't let me see above, I walk full speed into this bad boy. I hit my head so bad I see stars. See, I can hardly even talk right now. I see stars. And, and my hat falls off, and I said some things I, I wished I hadn't said. Thank, sorry, Lord, I apologize. And, and I pay for my stuff, and I don't think anything of it. Well, I get super dizzy last night, and I wake up today, and I'm still dizzy, and I can't talk, and my brain isn't working. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, if I just flat out go silent at one point in time, it's because I've passed out. Chris and the fellas are going to have to step in and finish the show. All right. But hey, what? look, what else are we going to do? You know, freedom is not free. It's not free. Right. So we have to sit here and we have to fight for freedom. Now, that's enough about me. Let's talk about something more important. Something that's uncomfortable. Therefore, it's perfect for us. It's very perfect for you and me. <laughs> do we not love uncomfortable? Let's talk about mental health. Obviously, mental health has been brought up a couple times recently in the wake of that horrible shooting in Buffalo. Now, not most people. Most people immediately talk about race. You know, everything's about race and racism and white supremacy and hate and uh, white replacement theory and all kinds of craziness out there. And that's because that's something the communists can use for political points, period. You've seen it from Joe Biden to New York City Mayor Eric Adams. They all jumped right on it immediately and made it about politics because they're all unthinking, unfeeling communist monsters. But let's set that part aside. Like even this article from today, New York Times, Buffalo's children confront the reality of racist hate. Okay, all right, that's that's fine. We'll get back to that in a minute. Let's Let's get into something that's a little bit more difficult. Mental health. What does that word even mean? Why don't we ever tackle it? Because I've got several emails asking me about it. You've seen a few people bring it up. Why don't we ever talk about mental health? Mental health this, mental health that. And look, every mass shooting you can think of, regardless of the stated motivations of the mass shooter, when you actually dig into it, you find a deeply sick person, a person mentally sick, mentally rotted. And how how rotted do you have to be to plan the murder of a bunch of people, 
to pick up a weapon and plan to murder a bunch. And think about all the mass shootings you've seen. What, I mean, think about the first one. Clear back to the first one. I know it's not the first mass shooting, but it's the first one that really got infamous, that Columbine shooting in Colorado. Remember that? Chris, you were probably about five, but do you remember the Columbine shooting? Yes, Chris was too young. Gosh, I'm getting so old. I feel old when I'm around these losers. Anyway, the Columbine shooting. Think about those two idiots who did it. Not going to name their names. Remember, we never name names here on this show. We never give them fame. But they started digging into it and the music and the sickness and just everything they were into. And every shooter, regardless of their color or or uh, political affiliation, you dig in and you find real mental illness behind it. But yet that never gets dug into as a society. And you know why? It's very similar to homelessness. It doesn't get dug into because all the answers are complicated and uncomfortable. What, what, hap- what happens when you have too many mentally ill people in a society? Well, people die and it tears the society apart. Okay, so we should stop that, right? We should dig into it. But we don't. And we don't because the answers are all things we don't like to talk about. Parenting. Drugs. Alcohol abuse. Some sort of religious affiliation giving you some sort of moral grounding, some sort of moral compass. You see, until we dig into those things, then we're never going to actually address mental health. And those things are difficult to dig into because how do you have that conversation? How do you have a mass shooter in Buffalo and you immediately look at his family life? Where do you go to church? Did he go to church? What's his drug alcohol abuse history? What's his legal drug history? Another thing that's never talked about in the wake of a mass shooting. And yet, if you actually dig into it, you find all sorts of things in there. We never dig into the real problem because that would force us to confront real issues we have as a country. Instead, it's just so much easier to blame the gun, blame Republicans, blame racism. It's so much easier to just make a bumper sticker phrase out of something. I mean, we play this Maria Salazar clip for you a ton because it's hilarious, but really the part I find funniest and saddest about it is these are the people who lead us not educated on the problems and no interested in being uh, no interest in being educated on the problems just a bunch of boilerplate bumper sticker slogan losers and they never do anything real to solve a problem and that's why problems never get solved and, and do you support a no-fly zone in ukraine i support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and helping the Ukrainians. Wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia? I don't know what it will mean, but you know freedom is not free. So you don't know what a no-fly zone will mean? If you you have to shoot down Russian planes, I mean... Of course! So conventional war with Russia. Listen, thank you. Bumper sticker, boilerplate, no idea what they're talking about. There's no difference in that than Eric Adams running to the microphone in the wake of a mass shooting and saying, it's the guns! Get these guns. Got to get the guns out. Guns, baby. We never want to tackle these problems. And look, I understand 
a lot of the solutions make people uncomfortable and they're not even great solutions. You'll hear people say this a lot. Maybe you're saying it right now. You'll hear people say, well, we closed down all the mental health institutions. We closed down all the insane asylums. Throw these people in insane asylums. Okay, that's fair. I, I get it. That, that, that sicko should most definitely have been in an insane asylum, but that creates new problems too, right? Who's going to make the decision to lock someone away who's not been convicted of a crime into an insane asylum? Who's going to claim responsibility for the unending poor treatment of mentally ill patients in insane asylums? Have you ever looked into insane asylums and the things that have happened in there? It ain't good. You've seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest. At least I have. All right. We have a huge show for you. We're going to move off that. I just... I just woke up today and I was thinking about that, how we make everything, try to make everything so simple and boilerplate when so many things are actually complicated. Mass shootings, yes, there are mental health issues there, but it doesn't feel like anybody actually wants to dig into those things. All right, enough of that. There was, in my opinion, just recently, a moment in American politics, or I should say an era in American politics, that is unique because everything after that era will be different than what came before. What era am I talking about? I'll explain in just a second. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday, and don't forget Medal of Honor Monday. Always a hit coming up about 45 minutes from now. We do it every Monday. We take a Medal of Honor citation, and we simply read it and honor a hero on the show. Remember, you can email the show. All is welcome. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And a reminder to you, if I'm not quite clear tonight, it's because I'm pretty sure I have a concussion. And all the guys are like, go to the doctor, go to the doctor. That's what weaklings do, Chris. Gosh. Oh, oh, speaking of Medal of Honor Monday, before I, I'm going to get into this issue I teased here in a moment about this era where everything changed in the country. Memorial Day. Memorial Day is obviously coming up. Memorial Day is Monday. Now, I understand what takes place in media across the country when it comes to Memorial Day because it's a day people take off. Hosts always take it off. Radio and TV hosts take it off. And I'm not faulting anyone for doing that at all because, look, when you do what I do, you take off the days other people are off because people aren't driving in their cars to and from work listening. So you just it's a convenient day to take off, too. We always have and always will do a Memorial Day show on this show. It is very different than the normal show, but it is not some throwaway show. It's not something we just forget about. It is an entire show, three hours worth, dedicated to the fallen. Remember, it's not Memorial Day. I will have guests on, veteran guests, who talk about brothers they've lost in combat. We will undoubtedly read some Medal of Honor citations, some Navy Cross citations. We'll talk some military history and mix that stuff in there. But Monday's show, 
is not a throwaway. It never will be. It's not a day we take off. It is a day we feel obligated to honor the fallen. And we will be here in the chair live on Monday honoring the fallen. It's just something we've... It's just Every now and then we try to do one decent thing on this show, Chris. In between fart sounds, we do try to honor the veterans. And do, do we, do we try... Well, not the veterans. We try to honor those who fail. Right. Remember, it's not Veterans Day. It's Memorial Day. All right. Back to what I was talking about. I believe we recently you lived through it. I lived through it. I think we had a seminal moment in the United States of America and not a good one, but we had a moment and I'm talking about the Trump era. Donald Trump got elected. Remember, Donald Trump got elected, and he shouldn't have been elected according to the powers that be, right? It was, we just got done with eight years of Obama, and along comes Donald Trump, and he's, this, he's saying all these things. He's politically incorrect. He's calling people names. And then, of course, Hillary's running, so she's obviously the heir apparent. She has all the media. Everyone lines up behind her, unlimited money, and out of the blue... Remember, every poll even had her winning. Out of the blue, election night comes along, and Donald Trump taps into the populist fever in this country, walks into the White House. When Donald Trump walked into the White House, a very, very corrupt and evil system decided it had to be all hands on deck to remove him. And we know all these things now. We know about the malfeasance at the FBI, NSA, CIA, DOJ. We know what took place under Barack Obama. We know all the lies that took place, all the endless, th- the Mueller investigation. We know what happened. They decided he had to be removed at all costs. But here's the problem. At all costs is costly. Very costly. It's right there in the name, right? I think we are, I think most people don't realize what has happened because they did everything they could do and everyone did everything they could do to get rid of Trump from media to athletes, to corporations, to politicians, to three letter agencies, to, to foreign countries, right? Foreign countries would dog on him. Everybody went all in to get rid of Donald Trump. And in the end it worked, right? 81 million votes for Joe Biden. (laughs) Sure. Anyway, In the end, it worked. They got rid of him, but they forever changed the United States of America because they sold out the last of their remaining credibility to get rid of Donald Trump. Oh, it worked in the end, guys. You impeached him twice. Mueller investigation used the COVID to crush the country. And yeah, you got this doddering old fool in the White House now celebrating high gas prices, apparently. When it comes to the gas prices... Uh, we're going through an incredible transition. An incredible transition. Boy, he sounds busted up over it. But in the process of doing all that and taking all the power back, what you did was you sold out the rest of your credibility and now no one listens or believes you anymore. Here's New York Mayor Eric Adams. Tell me, when you hear them talk like this, do you run and hide now or do you roll your eyes? COVID pivots and shifts. If we're rigid... We won't defeat it. And so we're saying to New Yorkers, we are urging people indoors, wear masks indoors. Are you laughing yet? Wear a mask indoors. <laughs> now think about this for a moment. That's the mayor 
of the most important city in the United States of America. He just told you to wear a mask indoors. That should be a big thing, right? You're sitting there rolling your eyes and laughing. We have COVID advisors out there saying things like this. Advice number two is I agree with Mayor Adams that uh, when you're in indoor space, uh, you should be wearing a mask. But the problem is none of you have any credibility anymore, and that is going to forever alter the United States of America because we've never lived in a country where over 50% of the population distrusted the institutions it normally trusts. I mean, hey. You only have yourselves to blame, people. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. A lot of folks uh, are hearing now about double masking, wearing two masks or trying to get one of those N95 medical grade masks. Do you believe that that's advisable and makes a difference? You know, it, it, it likely does because, I mean, this is a physical covering to prevent uh, uh, droplets and virus to get in. So if you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense. If you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Masking, masking. Masking is an important tool to control the spread of COVID-19. And when you're indoors in public places, you should wear the mask. How about making sure that you're vaccinated so you do not spread the disease to anybody else? There's no trust left. And I don't know what that looks like for all of us, but I know it's probably not good. I'm not done on this. Hang on a second. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Look, the era of trust in institutions is gone. It is gone. So what's the word out today? What's every single headline? I'm looking at them all right here. Monkeypox. Belgium becomes the first country to introduce a mandatory monkeypox quarantine. Joe Biden gets asked about it, says it's very, very serious. Definitely, Definitely something we should take seriously. Well, here's the thing. What if it is? Are you going to believe any of these people? By the way, don't panic. Don't panic. I have actually looked into this today. Apparently, this is not something you need to be concerned with. It is mainly spreading at... uh, What's the best way I can put this? It's spreading at large parties without any chicks there. Okay? it's The main spread has been that. You call them Air Force parties. It's been... What, Chris? It's been spreading at Air Force parties... So uh, not something you need to be worried about. But look, let's let's set that aside. What if it was? What if this was some massively deadly disease spreading everywhere? How would you know? You wouldn't because you wouldn't trust anybody now because the era of trust is gone. When the president says it's serious and he did on camera, you roll your eyes. When I'm looking at a New York City mayor declares a state of emergency about something else, it was about something totally different. I saw that and immediately I rolled my eyes. You've been declaring everything a state of emergency for two years. What's the latest fake emergency? What if this what if this was a serious disease and it was spreading like wildfire? And what if the CDC came out today and said, hey, <clears throat> this monkeypox is no joke. Go home. Don't go to work tomorrow. How many people listening to the sound of my voice right now would roll their eyes and say, get bent, I'm going to work. We've never experienced that before. What if, what if the FDA 
came out the next day and said, don't worry, we have a drug you can trust. It is a vaccine against monkeypox. You know what you'd probably do? You'd probably email me and say, Jesse, remember that undercover Project Veritas video with the FDA official admitting on camera they just take bribes to approve things? Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. They don't want to like uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of um, uh, money going into their, their company. So how do you know it's already getting approved? Well, they're not going to, um, I mean, just from everything I've heard, they're not going to not approve it. Vaccine companies, drug companies, food companies, they pay us mass sums of I mean, you'd remember that, right? Well, again, a monkeypox, again, from what I'm hearing, it's not serious. Don't worry about it. It's really just at Air Force parties. But what if it was? We'd never trust it. What if, what if there really was? You know, let's set, let's set the disease part of this aside for a minute. What if there genuinely was some massive group of white supremacists in the United States of America plotting terror attacks? Now, there's not. I mean, of course, there's always going to be some racists of any color. And I'm sure we have some neo-Nazis here that that meet and do the stupid Heil Hitler thing once a month as as they binge watch Matlock or something like that. I don't know. But they're certainly not doing anything, right? But what if there was? Set that aside. What if there was? What if, what if there was an organized terrorist cell of white supremacists in the United States of America and they were plotting terrorist attacks on every major American city and they were coordinated? I mean, we're talking New York, L.A., Chicago, Miami, everything in between. Tomorrow, tomorrow there's going to be a huge terrorist attack. And what if tonight the Federal Bureau of Investigation went on the nightly news and told you we have uncovered a massive white supremacist terror cell, and they're going to be blowing up cities. Now, that's obviously quite a thing, right? Quite a thing to say. How many people? How many people would hear that and say, oh, yeah, right. Sure thing, FBI. Like the last white supremacist? Half the country? 60% of the country? 70%? You understand what an incredible moment that is for a nation to have lost the trust of all of its institutions. Our NSA, our National Security Agency, spied on Tucker Carlson's text messages, and then because they weren't supposed to be spying on them, and they definitely weren't supposed to release them to the public, instead they anonymously leaked them to a media outlet that ran with them. Oh, we just brought up Project Veritas. The Federal Bureau of Investigation kicked down the door of journalists because they allegedly possessed a diary that Joe Biden didn't want out there. And then the Federal Bureau of Investigation illegally leaked parts of that investigation to the New York Times, the biggest paper in America, and the New York Times ran with it. The system is doing all these things to try to crush people who challenge it But with every new thing they do, what they're actually doing is destroying any trust they had left. Now, 
We hear things like Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum threatening a new virus, and we say, yeah, he's probably going to be the one producing it. And we have to reinforce our resilience against a new virus, possibly, or other risks which we have on the global agenda. That's again Klaus Schwab, born in, uh, let me check here, Germany, 1938, head of the World Economic Forum. They're having a gigantic meeting right now. What are they discussing at this meeting? I mean, you, you want to talk about violation of trust? You want, to, you, want to, you want to talk about things like violation of trust in your institutions? What are the world's elites who are meeting at the World Economic Forum? What, what are they discussing? Well, I don't know. Little things like this. We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're we have increasing polarization everywhere, and everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online. You know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to you know to be free from on- online violence, or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity. Hold on. What What was that last part? No, no, I know we're supposed to focus on the beginning, and that's obviously a big one, freedom of speech. We need to, what'd she call it? What'd she say, Chris? Recalibrate freedom of speech? We all know what they mean by that, right? What are the three things? Everyone knows the three things. What are the three things all of our leaders have in common? No love of their country. Oftentimes they hate their country, but no love of country. Two, no connection to the real world. They exist outside of our world. Fancy universities, fancy cars, fancy schools, fancy everything, fancy jobs, fancy stakes. They don't know how real people live. And three, what is it? A genuine belief they should rule over you as kings and queens. All the leaders of Western nations now, they look at your freedom with such disdain, including your ability to just say whatever you want. Freedom of speech? That's got to be recalibrated. We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're, we have increasing polarization everywhere. And everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online. You know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to, you know, to be free from on- online violence. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Freedom of speech, freedom from online violence. I want you to pay attention to the end part here because maybe it's time to have a discussion about what she really means. Or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity. We need a recalibration of the right to child dignity. What could she mean? I'll tell you exactly what she means in just a second. And that is a nice little segue into practice with your weapon. Can you hit what you aim at? It is part of your responsibility, part of my responsibility as a gun owner. I have to be able to hit what I aim at. And gun skills, sadly, they are perishable skills. I was in the Marines 20 years ago. Buddy, those skills are gone if you're not practicing. Get a Mantis X because it allows you to practice in your home. Dry fire practice. They're putting you through drills, giving you feedback, giving you guidance. Mantis X allows you to practice without firing a shot or spending a nickel on a gallon of gas. No excuses. I don't have any excuses. You don't have any excuses. Get a Mantis X, get it on your weapon, and practice. It's what the special forces use. Marine Corps uses it too. Go to MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com and get one today. Practice. Make sure you're ready.
Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Your solutions for the fact that I have a concussion. Yes, if you want to know how I got that, you're going to have to go download the podcast. I already told the story. Podcast is on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Oh, and I almost forgot. I can't announce it yet, so don't be bugging me for details. But I do have a show announcement coming, and I think it may be coming as early as tomorrow. Tomorrow or the next day, and it'll be good. It'll be good news. Believe me, it's not bad news. Nothing is changing for you. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to be right here. They haven't fired me yet, Chris. (laughs) But it's it's an addition, all right? An addition that you will almost undoubtedly enjoy. All right? So that's coming, I think, tomorrow. All right. Now, let's get back to this here before... Before we get into some other things, remember, we got Medal of Honor Monday coming about 10 minutes from now. And remember, my brain isn't working tonight because I have a concussion. So you're going to have to deal with that. All right. I'm going to play this one more time because this this person said this at the World Economic Forum meeting that's taking place right now. It's a big creep fest full of a bunch of world leaders who are meeting to try to assault your freedom. And this was very revealing. Listen to the end. We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're, we have increasing polarization everywhere and everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to, you know, to be free from on- online violence or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity. Right to child dignity? I mean, we all know the communist blather she was saying at the beginning, freedom of speech. Of course, they have to get rid of that, so on and so forth. But what's she talking about with child dignity? Well, this is what she's talking about. This person, credit to Christopher Rufo for this, this person is a child therapist. As you cringe and wince, I want you to understand this person treats children. I am Rachel Simon. I use she, her pronouns. I am a psychotherapist, educator, consultant, and author. Um, I run my private practice here in Philadelphia, and I am the author of the Everybody Book, which is a an LGBTQ inclusive um, sex ed resource for seven to twelve year olds. Yeah, and I love that you said that. I'm, I'm gonna let her keep going. I'm gonna let her keep going. An LGBTQ resource for 7 to 12-year-olds? Look at your 7-year-old right now. Now listen to what this human being wants done with them. This, this talk specifically was geared towards teens, but you're so right that sexuality education starts the minute you're born. Starts the minute you're born. I'm going to let her keep going. I mean, we ha- we're born with bodies. These bodies are cool. We want to touch our bodies. We're learning about um, privacy and, you know, being sexual in public from a very early age. We're learning about. So drop the cons of talking about sexuality with parents and getting our sexual info from parents in the chat. Um, because we're getting some of that embarrassment, awkwardness. Those can be cons. 
they don't want to talk about it. Uh, homophobic and transphobic ideas from parents can absolutely be a problem. <laughs> Inescapable judgment. Yeah, bigoted, misinformed parents who have no idea how to talk about gay sex. They're biased. If they are religious, it can be very difficult to get into the conversation with them. You stupid religious parents not talking to your kids about being LGBTQ+. Now, you just heard that. I'm going to play it for you again and ask yourself what the world's elites mean by recalibrating child dignity? What's that mean in their mind? We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're, we have increasing polarization everywhere and everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're gonna have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to... <laughs> whole range of human rights is an interesting way to put that. You know, to be free from on online violence or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity. The right to child dignity. What do you think they mean by child dignity? Do you think they mean what you mean by child dignity? Having your child have good parents, raised with good values, three square meals, nice warm coat in the wintertime. Do you think that's what they mean? You know, you know what? This is exactly why I push chalk so hard. C-H-O-Q, this is why I push it. Because... We have monsters taking over this, this whole planet. I was going to say America. That's not even fair. They're taking over the whole planet, and we have testosterone levels at an all-time low. Go to choq.com right now. Get the male vitality stack. All natural herbal supplements, not chemical medical filth. Natural herbal supplements. Up your testosterone by 20% in 90 days and do it naturally. C-H-O-Q.com, chalk.com. Use the promo code JESSE because it gets you 35 freaking percent off the whole store. Whatever you want there, they have a bunch of great stuff. C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE. We have to. These people, these are the people running the whole world now. You think it's just teachers? You think it's just some psychotherapist? Ther uh, Where do you get your insurance? You get it at State Farm? Allow me to introduce you to the new State Farm insurance commercial. Like a good neighbor? More like a creepy neighbor. State Farm is asking hundreds of insurance agents to volunteer for a unique project. The goal? Get agents to purchase books about gender fluidity that are specifically written for kindergartners and then donate them to classrooms, community centers, and libraries. Big, woke corporations like State Farm recruiting agents to talk to kindergartners about gender fluidity and transgenderism? That's creepy. Visit likeacreepyneighbor.com to get the facts and take action. Talk about a recalibration of child dignity. Oh, you think they're going to be passive about it? Remember, they're not passive about your kids. This is a Spanish teacher. And we cannot be neutral as educators. We are living in a world that is full of injustice in every way. And that touches school, it touches society, it touches systems and institutions. And not only that, but education is inherently political. Um, it just is. And so we cannot be neutral. And this comes into play with teaching truth because I refuse to participate in the system that is not teaching truth. And I will actively teach truth because that is what we have to do. That's your kid's Spanish teacher. 
Would you like to know what your kid is learning when you drop them off in preschool? Would you like to know about a recalibration of child dignity? What do you think this guy thinks of it, courtesy of Libs of TikTok? So today was full of little happy gender euphoria moments. I got called Mr. Micah a lot today. Well, completely femme. And that was really heartwarming that the kids just got it. But my favorite reaction, and it sums me up so well, I feel like. Uh, I was in a new classroom, and I took off my mask to blow my nose. And I just hear a kid loudly whisper, Oh, she's a boy. And I was like, yeah, you got it, kid. You totally got it. A recalibration of child dignity means recalibrating your child belonging to you. They want to rip your child out of your arms and teach them to be circus freaks because then they'll be loyal communist soldiers their entire life. Ugh. All right, enough of that filth. It's Medal of Honor Monday time, baby. And then we have to get to, well, the Army's going to crap. Hang on. Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.